The Adventures of Randon Rockseeker, Episode 4. I don't know about ye, I said as we walked down the road, but I could use a mug and some food. Let's get ourselves to that inn. The group agreed that we were in need of a good rest. Lewis said, I do hope they have the means to get this grime out of my clothes. Well, your majesty, let's go find out, I said, as I patted him on the back and we made our way to the inn. We entered the inn that stood in the middle of the town and found it filled with locals, all of whom looked up from the drinks they were nursing and eyed us with what I hoped were curiosity. A short friendly-looking human man came up to us and said, Greetings, travelers. I am Toblin Stonehill, and this is my inn. Would you be looking for lodgings? Food? Drink? Lewis stepped up to the man and said, Yes, good publican, I and my companions are in need of all three. Excellent, good sir. Please find a table, and my good wife will be with you shortly. As luck would have it, there was a table near the back that could seat us all. In short order, a human woman came to the table and said, My husband has told me that you are looking for food and drink. Aye, lass, I said. I'll have the largest tankard of ale ye have, and any red meat ye may have handy. The woman smiled and said, You're in luck. I have a nice roast of beef just coming out of the oven. I assume you like it bloody then. Oh, aye, lass, that'll do nicely. The woman, whose name was Trilena, took orders from the others. Virgil didn't order any food. In fact, she never said a word, and she kept her hood up all the time. The elf ordered a salad and red wine. Do and save me. Red meat off the bone available, and this one orders green salad. Bah! Elves. Why don't you eat some real food, I said. While we waited for our food, Garland started wandering around the room, talking to folks. I thought he'd never get a word out of any of them. But they all talked to him. I guess being a folk hero has its advantages. He returned and said, These people need help, and a lot of it. I found out a number of rumors that are in need of looking into. Lewis took a sip of his ale and said, What kind of rumors? Well, said Garland, apart from all the fuss about the red brands, there are a few folk around here in need of help. Old Narth over there said there's a Sister Grayel at the Shrine of Luck who returned a few days ago from out of town, wounded and exhausted. Barion said, I should like to see this shrine and speak with the good sister. Aye, I agreed. Always good to have luck on your side. What else did you find out about? 
the barmaid, Elsa, said there is an orchard nearby with a keeper who is a former adventurer. Maybe a good idea to get some information from him. Lennar over there, Garland motioned with his mug, told me that there are some orc raiders at the end of the Tribor Trail in need of seeing to. Just then, Trilina arrived with our meal. I've always been amazed at how many loaded plates a practiced hand can carry. Lewis said, Thank you, good lady. Just before you go, we hear that these red brands have been quite troublesome. Have they interfered in your business at all? Toblin won't let them in the door, she, re she replied. But they have been more than troublesome. The other day, Fell Dendrar, a local woodcarver, stood up to some of those horrid bullies when they came into his shop and made some rather lewd comments about his wife. The red brands dragged him into the street in broad daylight, and they beat him something terrible. Then they murdered him. They grabbed his body and kidnapped his wife and children. Garland said, Why, that is horrible. Aye, laddie, I said. These bullies need to be set in their place. Trilina continued. I agree. And my dear Toblin wants to go down to that horrid tap room of theirs, but I won't let him. I'd never be able to run this inn without him. He's no hero, and I don't want to see him get hurt. Totally understandable. Good lady, said Lewis. Just then a young lad rushed up to Trilena. Mama, he said, Cook asked me to come get you. Well, who do we have here? asked Garland. This is my son, Pip. Pip, these are some travelers staying with us for a few days. Pip's little young eyes went wide. Are you adventurers and heroes? Lewis replied, We're not really heroes, but we are looking for a friend who has gone missing. You mean like the Dendrars? Pip asked. Before any of us could answer, Trilina said, Now, Pip, don't bother these good people. Let them eat in peace before their food gets cold. Yes, Mama, Pip replied, and they went off together. Each of us tore into our meals. The food was exceptional, and we spent some quiet moments enjoying our meals. The roast of beef was done to perfection. And even the vegetables were palatable to this meat-loving dwarf. As we emptied our plates, the barmaid came and we ordered another round. Virgil sat in the darkest part of our table. She didn't eat anything. And her first mug of ale 
barely been touched. I was getting the feeling that this homecoming was less than a pleasure for her. What's on your mind, lassie? I said. She just shook her head and all she said was, Not here. As we finished our meals and we were enjoying our third round, young Pip came to our table. Are you an elf? Pip asked Barian. I am a high elf. Barian is my name. How may I help you, little human? Are you a magic user? I am a wizard, learned in arcane arts, yes. Can you show me some magic? Pip was extremely excited. He kept moving from foot to foot, hardly able to keep still, even for a few seconds. Well, let me think. Hmm, yes, I believe this will do. At that, Varian wiggled his thin fingers, said a couple of words in a strange language, rubbed odd-smelling powder between his fingers, and produced four glowing orbs of different colors. He moved his hands, and they revolved around Pip. Then they came together and made a vaguely humanoid form. Lights broke apart, and one by one, they went up to the rafters and winked out of existence. To say that Pip was thrilled would have been a massive understatement. He was in complete awe. He stood perfectly still, mouth agape. And then he said a single word in almost a whisper. Wow. Not to be outdone, I decided that the wee lad needed to know that we clerics can do a trick or two. Laddie, I said, do ye have a wee toy or treasure on, on hand? The boy reached into his pocket and produced a small wooden figure of a panther. I held out me hand and said, Give it here, lad. Pip gently laid the toy in me hand. I said, What's your favorite color? The lad whispered, Blue. I put both hands around the toy and said the words blue light and dwarvish and opened my hands. The spell had worked and be praised. The toy now shone with a bright blue light that filled up the dull, dim room. I put the figure in his hands and I said to him, For the next hour, this will shine in the darkest of rooms. I didn't think this lad's eyes could get any wider, but they did. Just then his mother came around to check on us. When she saw Pip at our table, she said, Pip, I told you not to bother these folks. I said, Nay, lass, he's no trouble. It's actually kind of refreshing to see such innocence. Trilena shook her head and said, What do you say to these nice people? Pip said, Are you here to get rid of the red brands? 
His mother gasped and said, Pip, what's none of your business? Before she could say more, Lewis looked at the boy and said, If we were to say yes to that, what would you think about that? I think I can help you. Pip, his mother said, how in Faerun could you help these people? I'm sorry, Mama, but I think I should tell them something important. Garland put a hand on Trilena's arm and said to Pip, What is this important information, Pip? The lad took a deep breath, and with a glance at his mother, he said, My friend Carp and I were playing heroes in the woods near Tresendar Manor. At that, his mother said, Pip, I've told you a thousand times to stay away from that place. It's dangerous. Again, Garland put his hand on her arm and said to Pip, Did you find something in those woods, Pip? We did. We found a secret entrance to the Red Brown's hideout. Timor saved me, Tralina exclaimed. You and that carp will put me in an early grave, worrying about you. Lewis interjected. How do you know it was the Redbrand's hideout, young Pip? Carp and me saw two of them come out of a thicket. When they moved away, we snuck over to that thicket and saw a tunnel leading toward the manor. It was dark, so we didn't go in. But as we turned around, we saw another group of them coming back. Trilina's breath caught in her throat, but Pip continued. Carp and me were small, so we hid behind the bushes and kept really still. The men never saw us. They were laughing and talking about Mr. Dendrar and how much fun they were going to have with his Mrs. Dendrar and their children. With that, a deep growl came out of me throat, unbidden. Hmm, I think I may need to pay these red brands a wee visit and introduce them to Martha Amardouin. All in good time. Lewis said. To Trilina, he said, If you would permit me, madam, I must ask this. Then to Pip, he said, Can you take us to this secret entrance? Oh, sure, the lad said. I remember exactly where it is. Garland took Trilina by the hand and said to her, Don't worry, he'll be very safe with us. I don't think this is a good idea, said his mother. But if my Pip can help bring an end to these red brands, then I'll be a proud mother. Lewis said, When we're ready, we'll come get you, Pip. There's a good boy. Trilina led Pip away as the boy played with his still glowing toy. Well then, I said. I guess we're going to bloody some noses. 
We finished our drinks and made our way to our rooms. When we got to the top of the stairs, Virgil said, May we gather in my room before we turn in? I have something to tell you all. We all shared a glance and then nodded our heads. In short order, we were in the halfling's room. Virgil removed her hood for the first time since entering Fandrelin and said, When I was younger, I made some really stupid decisions. Not to get into the details, but I ended up owing a fair amount of gold to some nasty people. She took a deep breath. So I needed either protection or coin. I chose both, and I joined the Red Brands as a thief. We all looked at each other with this revelation, and then I said, Go on, lass. Tell us the rest. Okay, the halfling said. This is really hard for me. I was really good at getting into places where I shouldn't be, and I started to make some coin. I figured that when I had enough to pay my debts, I would walk away from the Red Brands. Unfortunately, when our leader, a wizard named Glassstaff, heard about this, he set me up to be eliminated. He said to me, Little Flea, did you really think you could just leave our little band? No one leaves us. He then tried to hold me in place with some kind of spell, but I was able to shake it off and escape. Yet not before one of his personal guards gave me this. For that, Virgil lifted her hair, and underneath was a nasty scar that ran from her temple, around her eye socket, and down her cheek almost to her chin. They looked for me, and they threatened my aunt, Colleen, and her son, Carp, so I had to leave Fandolin to keep them safe. You mean Pip's friend, Carp? Garland asked. Yes, he's my cousin. They live on a farm not far from town, the rogue said. I whistled. Well then, that muddies the water a bit. Lewis said, This may well work in our favor. Having someone who was on the inside will be most helpful. You mean, I can stay? Virgil asked. I replied, Hi, lass. You're part of the party now. We'll now toss you away. Virgil's bottom lip trembled a little, and then she smiled and said, Thank you. With that, we all made for our rooms to rest and prepare for what was to come in the morrow.